Have fun working. I'm taking the kids to the pool. Try focusing on work after that statement. With summertime's flexible and ever-changing schedule, it's a struggle to stay fully engaged with so many distractions and temptations. At the office, you didn't know what you were missing, but at home, you are very aware. In this episode, we are exploring the research behind how to keep your team engaged during summer slumps, and some of the suggestions might surprise you. Welcome to The 90th Percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast by Zanger Folkman. Each week, using research from over 1.5 million global assessments of leaders, we analyze different leadership traits, trends, and what it really takes for leaders to get to the 90th percentile. I'm Brianna Corrin, and joining me today is renowned psychometrician and my very good father, Joe Folkman. Hey, good to be here, Bree. Uh, so, are you taking your kids to the pool today? <laughs> they wish. But it's a struggle every day to not quit my job and go to the beach. It's a real struggle. So I'm here for you. <laughs> oh, wow. well, thank you so much. So is watching your tomatoes grow your biggest summer distraction? <laughs> uh, yeah, basically, I, I'm, <laughs> I have, I, I can count two tomatoes that are turning red right now. So uh, that's, it's, <laughs> Yes, and the cucumbers. So yeah, that's 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 where I spend my time. Yeah. Well, there was another time not long ago, and probably easy to recall, when it was incredibly hard to focus. It was during the early days of the pandemic. You actually measured the employee engagement of over thirty five hundred leaders during that time, and we're fully expecting to see a large drop in employee engagement and. Actually, we, you know, we've talked about this on the podcast before, how surprised you were to find that there were some positive gains instead of all this negativity you thought. Now, some leaders definitely struggled and didn't see those gains, but there were a lot that we can learn from these leaders who figured out how to keep their teams focused during the, one of the most turbulent times in recent history. Well, this is what we call a natural experiment, uh, Bree. Mm, yes. <laughs> and and this would be hard to set up where you sent a lot of people home and had them work from home. But since the pandemic did it for us, we decided to study it during that period. So allow me to indulge you with a bit more of the data on these leaders. Ah, are you going to throw in some percentiles? Well, yeah, we need that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> During the pandemic, the engagement level of direct reports working for the worst leaders, those at the bottom 10%, and again, engagement is satisfaction, willingness to do more, thinking about quitting, was only at the 24th percentile. The best leaders, those at the top 10%, they were at the 81st percentile. Now, the 60 behaviors I measured uh, to measure the leadership effectiveness were clustered into 19 competencies. And I analyzed the data comparing the worst against the best and said, what are those guys doing that the other guys weren't doing, right? So mm -hmm. which competencies did employees value the most? And all of these people were re working remotely. So what really makes a difference for people working remotely? In my analysis, I compared 233 leaders at the bottom 10% to 345 leaders in the top 10%. Now, it was interesting to look at the top six competencies because they were the most critical skills that impacted leaders' effectiveness at managing remote workers. You know I love a good list. 
So let's discuss these six skills that did the most for remote workers. And I assume this can also be applied to those still working in the office as well. Yes, it can. The number one skill that leaders demonstrated that really made a difference between the best and the worst was communicating powerfully. Uh, with the openness to flexible hours and increased need for communication is, is always there. Keeping others working remotely informed requires more frequent cadence of communication and the skills to utilize new technologies. Long meetings needed to be replaced with shorter meetings and more frequent interactions. Finding ways to encourage all team members to participate and be involved, while at the same time communicating more often with direct reports and colleagues, is critical during these working remotely situations. Summer might mean an occasional later start time, longer lunch, early bike ride, or long morning walks, but employees will work hard to meet deadlines and enjoy these perks. Uh, do the work, be open to different schedules, and keep everyone informed along the way. And by the way, uh, what's clear from the research is that productivity is up from remote workers. It's not down. Yeah. And so giving people a little more autonomy in their schedule, like it, it's not hurting. It's good. And people can feel like they have a life. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing. Um, they can look at their tomatoes while that work. <laughs> <laughs> so the second is to build and maintain relationships. So leaders realize they need to create a better balance between concern for results and a sincere interest in the needs of others. And one example of this that happened the other day is my two daughters were in a summer camp. They did a musical theater one and they worked all week on their songs and their scenes. And then um, at Friday at three o'clock, they were having their little performance of everything they learned that week. And my husband unfortunately had a meeting at three, but he was like, you know what? I'm going to email everybody and tell them the situation that I really want to see my daughter's performance. And I, I asked him, I said, do you, do you think before the pandemic that that would have been harder? Do you think it's made easy, like people are more open to, hey, I've got this thing. Can we move this around? And he said, absolutely. It's like it, before we talked about work-life balance, but now we live it a lot better. We're, we're nicer about it. <laughs> uh, that's an interesting example. And I'm glad he got to see those kids yeah. perform. They were brilliant. Oh, yeah. I, I sent it to you as well. Yes, yes. <laughs> so being supportive of employees who need to get outside or spend time with family and friends and actually use their vacation days. I mean, burnout can be hard to detect in remote employees. And many things that were obvious and apparent when you see people in person suddenly became hidden with people when they were working remotely. So for many leaders, trust in the remote employees and peers. Um, was reduced that did happen because you weren't seeing them because of the infrequent contact. And that makes people start to question motives and the behavior of others. But the most effective leaders from what you study learned to step up and worked harder to stay in touch with the concerns of others and, and to meet their needs. Yeah. It, it's like you have people's back and that's, okay. that's critical. Uh, the third thing is displays integrity and be a better role model. Be an example of work-life balance. 
In, in one coaching conversation, a manager expressed she felt guilty for taking time off in the summer when she knew her boss was so busy, she wasn't taking any vacation time. On the other end of the spectrum, don't claim you're working if you're, if you're off at the beach. <laughs> you just had to use the beach reference, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I kind of <laughs> like that. <laughs> when employees found their leaders were behaving differently than they expected them to behave, the leader's integrity was called into question. Some of these opinions were based on an inaccurate observation or comments taken out of context. But reduced face-to-face interactions led to questions of the integrity of the leaders. For leaders who are more open in their communications and a willingness to ask for feedback, these concerns were resolved. Be honest and encourage others to work quickly and efficiently and make time for more summer fun. Mm, I like that. I think with all the work being more flexible, you have to remember to be sensitive to other timelines as well, and and maybe getting your work done so you're not holding up other colleagues' ability to finish their projects so that they can go have fun and be with their family, Uh, which leads well into our number four suggestion of collaboration and teamwork. Summer is a great time to try something new, run an exciting project with team members that, that they're passionate about, or even set stretch goals. A few months ago, we actually did a fitness challenge with everybody's watch device that they had. And I completely regret reminding you to actually join the challenge because you creamed everyone. Uh, well, <laughs> when I was working in the garden, I I turned my watch on and took, <laughs> I said I was walking. So I got I got 10 miles that you day. Got po- you got points. <laughs> And you're so old, it made the rest of us look so bad. <laughs> but my my one goal in the whole company fitness challenge was to beat Jack Singer. <laughs> that was my one. I'm like, I cannot let a 90-year-old man beat me in this. <laughs> Anyways, working in an office situation makes collaboration easier. Uh, Michael Arena, who's a good friend of yours, studies networking effects. And he found that in the pandemic, the vast majority of interactions occur within teams and very few occur between teams. So it's no surprise that collaboration is difficult because people are not talking to each other, instead staying in their own little protected bubbles. And the best leaders are constantly reaching out to other groups, other teams in the organization and checking in on progress and assessing the effectiveness of collaborating efforts. If possible, it's really great to try to set up some in-person events to strengthen team relationships and especially with those other teams you're not seeing or interacting with as much. Yes, that's a fun part of summer, isn't it? To have the picnic yeah. or just just have an event. The fifth behavior that really made a difference was developing others. The most effective leaders recognized that working remotely was a great opportunity to encourage others to develop new skills. And by the way, everybody seems to want to to kind of learn and grow and develop. And and if you, you know, in the pandemic that you could find a lot of opportunities for people to sort of try something new or do something new. So they lined up additional training and development activities while at the same time checking in with their direct reports about their career aspirations, about what they wanted to do. 
the net result of these efforts to develop others was a significant decrease in the percentage of direct reports thinking about quitting their job. Leaders in the bottom 10% on overall leadership effectiveness had 49% of their direct reports thinking about quitting, but those mm. in the top 10% had only 11%. Wow, what a difference. Yeah. The very last thing that these leaders did to motivate remote workers was that they took the approach of inspiring them. Your ability to inspire others can impact the heaviness of a perceived workload. You don't always have to do work the same way that you've always done it. The author of Atomic Habits, James Clear, said, you do not rise to the level of your goals, you fall to the level of your systems. Love that quote. Uh, summer is a great time to reevaluate your systems and try to break some things in a good way. Uh, the company Salesforce, I saw an article that someone shared the other day on Reddit, has boldly experimented with this async week. And what they do is in this week, all meetings are canceled and they're encouraged to use only other modes of communication during that week. There's no meetings. Which, I mean, for some people, my husband and his job, unfortunately, like he literally is in meetings 38 hours of, of his work week. It's crazy. Um, so that would be very hard for some people who really have a meeting culture like that. So try something different. You could even do weekly outdoor lunches, a game day at the office, a contest with a great prize, Fridays off, or like we talked about, our fitness challenge to bring a variety to work and keep team members interacting in different ways. Leaders skilled at inspiring others know how to make these strong emotional connections with their direct reports. They have more energy. They show more enthusiasm. They're more likely to keep a long-term focus on desired results. So give it some thought and give something new a try. So we often talk about push versus pull yeah. and inspiring leaders pull. They get people excited. They bring energy to work with them. As you analyze the list of the top six leadership skills that help leaders to be more successful in managing remote employees, it's clear to see the importance of soft skills, communicating, relationship building, collaboration, developing others, inspiring. The other skills are also important and there was important differences, but it's apparent that utilizing these soft skills is critical for leaders to create engagement with remote employees. Motivating others typically isn't about money. People want and need to feel connected to their work. They need variety. They need good feedback. They need autonomy. And they need to know that they matter. They make a difference. If you're feeling a summer slump in your team, try utilizing some of these behaviors from leaders who are dedicated to helping remote teams during uncertain times. The 90th Percentile and Unconventional Leadership Podcast was written and recorded by Brianna Corin, Jack Zanger, and Joe Folkman, and produced by Zanger Folkman. If you are interested in learning more about Zanger Folkman's award-winning 360-degree assessments, leadership, and coaching offerings, or would like to attend our monthly leadership webinar series hosted by Jack and Joe, visit our website at zangerfolkman.com. If you like our podcast, tell your friends and coworkers about it 
And be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher, and leave us a great review. We really like to read them. All resources and links to the research referenced in this episode can be found in our episode details or on our podcast page on zangerfolkman.com.